guys. Oh my god. No, 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 no. <laughs> we gotta amp up, amp up the energy. I know. <laughs> and a one, and a two. Welcome. Ooh. See, I feel better already. I I feel better already. I think that, that what's happening to me is that that I'm having an immediate sugar crash. Oh yeah. So I, I gifted Robin with a, a, a chocolate orange. One of my favorite foods in the whole And she slammed world. half of it right away. And I, I also made her a, a hot chocolate right after that. And I mean, it's, I'm going to drink it. I'm going to feel pretty bad, I think. No, 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 no. It's a macadamia nut milk. It's practically you know, I, a health food now. I realized today, um, uh, I realized right like when I was like, I should have a salad for lunch. But then I changed my mind to a bagel. Because yesterday I was slapping all day, um, mm. and I realized I, all I had to eat yesterday was a banana. No. <sighs> no. Maybe that's also why I didn't sleep last night, actually. I was probably really Starving. Hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, listener, in advance for my energy lev. It's okay. I think that every time I think we're low energy, when I listen back, I don't even hear it. A pleasant surprise. I don't hear it. Wow. But yes, I, I'm also extremely low end. And I think that part of it mm. is... Um, good hot chocolate. It's a good hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. It's a good hot chocolate. Ooh, I should have put some cinnamon in there. Mm-hmm. Some cinnamon. Ooh. I do love that. Yeah. I have some if you want it. No, I'm good. You want to add some? Okay. No, no, I won't. Okay. I can't. Fine. Okay. Don't have luxury. <laughs> don't have luxury. <laughs> That's the spirit. Ooh, you are in for a trade. You are guess in what? a podcast about ghosts. We are talking ghouls, We're goblins, demons. Tonight, I actually do have a goblin. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh I know. God. I know. Um, and we're entering the spookiest time of year, also known as Yule. It's Yule time, baby. It's Yule time, baby. For and those of you who don't know, Yule is from December twenty first to January first. Um, yeah, we've got a little bit to go, but we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, um, it's said that, you know, the days leading up to Yule are even charged with energy ooh, as no. you get up to Yule because all of the spirits are like, it's almost it's Yule. It's almost Yule time. It's almost Yule. I'm collecting my stuff for the wild hunt. We're doing <laughs> oh a wild hunt musical now is, is what I'm, <laughs> I'm saying to you. I'm collecting my stuff for the wild hunt. Um, Can't you imagine being like, once a year we get to go on a fun vacation where, like, my 4,000-billion-year-old dad takes us on an amazing romp through the sky with all my skeleton cousins. That does sound so good, actually. <laughs> and I, I get to be on my had, favorite reindeer. I had one of those, like, very cliche dreams the other night where, like, I was like, yeah, I, like, I can actually, like, float a little bit. Oh, like, in the dream, yeah. I was like, I can kind of, like float for like 10 sustained seconds if I want to but I don't like to show off about it mm. and then I at some point was like I do want to show off about it yeah but I remember waking up and being like that wasn't a dream that's real yeah I actually do feel like I have I had one amazing dream where I could float fly mm-hmm. and I flew out of my room over to like this giant pine tree that used to be in our yard Ooh. and I floated over the brook and into the woods and I woke up being like I now know what it's like to fly. Yeah. Like, I 100% I the sensation. viscerally get it mm-hmm. now. 
and like I fully know what's gonna be like to be a yeah. ghost. Well, in the dream, yeah, I was like, well, it's easy, you know. I just kind of kick off, and then yeah. I, I do this little thing, kind of like swimming in place, yeah. and you know, totally. that's it. Um, Mine is actually just doing like this with my arms, and I don't even do anything else. And then I just start to float, and Ooh, I control it with my mind. That's yeah. cool, like a like a falcon rising. It's fun. Yeah, mine is more like treading water. I think it's because I kick my little feet back and forth yeah. on my bed in my sleep. Um, <laughs> and so I think that I just continue to do that all night like a little seal flapping around <laughs> in the water. Um, I love that. That's and my a, that's brain wonderful. is like, you're doing something. Yeah, it must be flying. <laughs> you're trying so hard. Sleep flying. Also, this whole entire week, as I fall asleep, I've been trying to be like, okay, 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 manifest that you're a cardinal. You're a cardinal because of what we said yeah. last week, and it every time did not work. It doesn't. Out. It it doesn't work out. I as that I told being you. said, I've had the worst week ever, <laughs> so I feel like it's been a struggle. I the night after we talked about having those dreams, mm. <laughs> my immediate and only dream that night was that <laughs> I was a gay man in a relationship with a young <laughs> Mister Rogers. Love it. But and I woke it, up and I was like, what we had was so real. Yeah, but not not gay, Mr. Rogers. No, I know. Twas okay, so, so it's a dream. fantasy. It's a real in fantasy. In the dream, I was like, well, I am and have always been a gay man, and here yeah. I am with my lover, Fred Rogers. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And we're both in our, I don't know, early 40s. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, no, no birds That's to be beautiful. seen. That's really beautiful. Um, yeah, listener, you know, we're getting into tough times of year where everything is very stressful. So Yeah, high, high stress mm-hmm. situation. But I also have some, some supernatural reasons why. Mm. Some paranormal reasons why that's happening. Okay. I'm going to get right into it because I got I got a lot of disgust tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, as you all know, when it gets to be Yule... As you all know, this is the scariest time of year. Mm-hmm. This is arguably even spookier than Halloween in a lot of ways. Not only is everything dead now, but it's time for the dead to rise up and take what's rightfully theirs. And listen to me when I tell you, you may have thought that last year at this time we went over everything, mm-hmm. but we didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't even scratch the surface. They're so fucking There's a bajillion things about Christmas that are just fucking bonkers. And I'm, I'm going to share some with you. Please The do. main thing that I'm going to go over tonight... Yeah. ...is a Christmas werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that... I'll say it again. A Christmas werewolf. Is it, is it a real thing, or is it something you want to... No. It's a real thing. Real. Okay. Not only is it a real thing, it's like the oldest thing that ever has, oh has been. Oh my fucking god. Uh, I'm going to start out. Oh shit, I forgot, to, I forgot to look up how to pronounce this. Give me just one moment. All right. I'm going to start out with the oldest thing of all time. Mm. Uh, is it a, a chunk of dirt? Practically. An amoeba? You're going to get a little uh, look-see. A, like a little mitochondria. A little look-see as I, as I ask the YouTube to tell me how Carl to say it. Cancer hose. <laughs> that can't be true. Carl Cancer hose? No. Stephanie. Carl Cancer hose. I definitely was pronouncing it Calicansaros, but I guess that it's Carl Cancer hose. Cool. Okay. I don't trust that robot. It's got to be. Ca- Calicansaros, right? Especially because it's Greek. 
Say it however you want. Who fucking cares? I'm going to call them Callies. Callie. Or Callieks. Callieks? Callieks. Yeah, you're fine. All right. Listen to this. Tell me about it, please. I think that the Christmas werewolf, which I'll get into, starts with this incredible Greek, Bulgarian, and Serbian lore. The Kalikanseros is a malevolent goblin. Thank you. Finally covering some gods. Oh my god, at last. Wait, yep. can I, I don't want to give it away, but I think I'm also doing a goblin tonight. Oh my god, it's goblin night, it's everyone. Goblin night. Also, should point out that the day that this comes out is Krampusnacht. Woo! Just you better know. celebrate, girl. You had better lock your doors, close your windows, or fling them fucking open if you want you him to what? come. You know he's a sexy creature with a long tongue. You know that you want Krampus to come for you. You Especially know that if you've he been naughty. A, a large sack that he will shove you into. He's He wears so many chains, and he carries a lot of sticks, and he's into kinky stuff. So, like, think about it. Think about it. Steph, it sounds like you're describing your ideal steampunk man. Don't you even <laughs> say... Guys, Robin's favorite thing to do when we meet new people is lie to them that I love steampunk. It is a lie, and you know that I'm mad. Okay, number one, you like old things. Number two, you like brass. What? No, I don't. Number three. Also, I've never seen a real gear. I don't know what that is. Watch parts. What? Number five, tiny top hats. No, I don't like any of that stuff. Number six, corsets. What? I don't even have one of those. Number seven, dirigibles. What is that? Number eight. What's a dirigible? in the world of tomorrow. I don't know what that is. Number nine, Guillermo del Toro. I do like Guillermo del Toro. Case in point. Okay, I don't know what any of those other things are. Well, Except you, for you, I do you know do what a like top them. hat is. Like I do him. know what a top well, hat is. Well, it's a tiny top hat. But I only know about Abraham Lincoln. Listen to me when I tell you about this guy. All right, sorry. Listen to this. They are believed to dwell underground, but come to the surface during the 12 days of Christmas. Oh my God. Yule. From the 20, but listen, it's okay. from the 25th to the 6th. Oh, so okay. So Yule is probably different. Also, probably that's the Greek Orthodox Yule. Mm-hmm. It's from the winter solstice for a fortnight during which time the sun ceases its seasonal movement, which is not science. I don't science, think that's what happens. But, but according but to this, maybe it is. You know, it sounds like it would be an intense time. I it mean, it's, it's up for discussion either way. Yeah. The lore is as such... They're believed to be creatures of the night. There are many ways people could protect you, could protect themselves when they're on the loose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get into that later. Yeah, right. The main thing is that, okay, yes, they live underground. They're subterranean cre- goblins. And what they do all year long is they saw the world tree so that it will collapse along with the earth. What? Now you may be asking yourself, what's the world tree? Yeah, what does it mean? It's a motif present in several religions, mythologies. Think of it as like a tree of life. Okay. Uh, especially like Indo-European religions, Native American religions, Siberian religions. It represents like, it, it's a, this fucking giant colossal tree. Why do they want to ruin it? Because they're goblins. They're goblins. They're goblins. They want to destroy the earth. That's their entire thing. Is but then that, where will they go? Well, anywhere they please. They just want the earth as we know it to die so that hell can rise up All and right. like yeah, it can I, be like a rock and roll sense. hellscape yeah, forever. I get that. However, 
when they are about to saw the final part of the tree, the uh, world tree, Christmas dawns! <laughs> and they are able to come to the surface. I don't On really get day? this part. They forget the tree altogether and come... Okay, here's the, here's the cool thing. It's like subterfuge. They're sawing, they're sawing, they're sawing. <gasps> it's Christmas, the mortals' favorite time of year. Let's go fuck with them. They get distracted so by they Christmas. They don't even like Christmas. They just like messing no. with people. They come to fuck with you, to bring trouble to humans. But it's like a genius plot because while they're doing that, yeah. the world tree is healing itself. Oh my God. What did yep. we learn? Yep. And then so when the sun starts to move again, which it never <laughs> did stop. It like a little. 12 days later. Yep. When, yeah. When it like. Oh, good nap. Good Let me start jogging again across the sky. They must return underground to continue their sawing. Fucking dumb idiots. But what? During their absence, the world tree has healed itself. Wait, the tree they must is start back? over. The tree is whole. It's like they saw it and they saw it and they saw it until there's like a centimeter of world tree. And then for the 12 days, like, <laughs> it just like fills in all the sawed parts. It's so sweet. Yeah. Wish so this happens that. every year. They'll never learn. So they, their appearance is why I think this is like the maybe very first idea of a werewolf. Please, please do describe them. So a lot of variations. They've got like, first of all, curtain hair. They've got like some, some of the time they've got tusks, which can easily be confused with fangs. Uh, just animal parts, basically. Yeah. Hairy bodies, sometimes like a, a horsey leg, maybe. Ooh. But they're gigantic. Okay. Also hyper... hyper um, I'll say this. I'll say that like pronounced sexual parts is another aspect of the goblins, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Also, they're predominantly male, so it's just going to be a lot of like... Just gob, gob dicks. Like a third tree. Oh, no. I mean, leg. Sorry. Tree. Either way, it's bad I said it. That's the life tree. Mm-hmm. Um, they have burning red eyes, uh, big ears, Ooh. Uh, like monkey arms and tongues Ugh. that like lollygag out of their Ew, mouth. I hate that. Yeah. Um, so they're less humanoid, more just like straight up beast. Yeah, that's so disgusting and, yeah. and shocking. I know. So there's, uh, all right. Put that, put that in the back of your brain. It's there. It's going to be there forever. Because I'm going to get into the Krimbus werewolves. Okay, good. Okay. Listen to this. All right. This predates Christmas in a way. It goes back to the, to the, uh, the wild hunt mm-hmm. where, you know, during the solstice, the veil is thin. Vampires, werewolves, witches, evil spirits. Mm-hmm. They come. It's totally chill for them to hang out. Um, they, the beasties come, they run amok. Mm -hmm. Now, there is, for some reason, there, okay, I don't even know quite where to start because it's so crazy. I'll start with this. (laughs) A lot of cultures believe that if you are born on Christmas Day. Yeah. You're going to be a werewolf when you grow up. (laughs) Why? Straight up. You're going to grow up to be a werewolf. What about Jesus? 
Jesus. Simply because you've offended Jesus by taking his birthday. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So petty. Okay, you've offended Jesus by taking his birthday. It's like sacrilege. As if, like, everybody gets their one day and there are only 365 people in the Well, I think it's also, like, uh, it's supposed to be probably your parents did something, like, were heretics or, like, did something fucked up. And they had, like, a... Horrible Antichrist born on the same no. day as Jesus, who's going to grow up to be a, a werewolf. I also wow. like the idea of growing up to be a werewolf. Yeah, it, like, like it skips you until like yeah. maturity. Yeah, you just all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, oh my god! It's like when you yeah. find a gray hair, it's just like oh, it's begun. <laughs> yeah, here I go. Here I go. This is in Prussia, Livonia, and Lithuania. Mm. Um, so that's like the the first thing about it. Okay. You also know, also, if you're, if you, listen. Okay. If you're conceived on Christmas. Girl. Don't even think about it. Wait, why? You're 100% a werewolf. Wait, you so. Fuck on Christmas. Okay? Well, first of all. You're not supposed to. The only reason why you can't is because you'd be so full of ham. That is simply the only reason. Simply the only reason. Uh, also, um, why is it so, uh, you can't, you can't fuck on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, who can prove that you were actually conceived on them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't be born on it? Yeah. So anybody It's born- also bad luck to be born between like the 20th and the, and the 24th. You have a higher chance of becoming a werewolf. Just any month? No, December. Just oh, December, okay. leading well, on up to Christmas. So anybody born in like... Uh, any Capricorn. The end of November? Right? No, 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 no. So anybody born or on... Or not November, sorry. December 20th uh, through 24th. And then on and then Christmas like, Day, but you got a if you real fuck on chance. Christmas, yeah. Then you're gonna your due date is gonna be like the end of September, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or August. I don't really understand. I think it's September. September. Something. Um, that I mean, that's a little arbitrary. But I also want to say that there's like a, a ton of people get born in like uh, July, August, September time. Because what else is there to do in the world but there's Go to Bone Town during the wintertime. nothing at all. You're freezing and you're stuck inside. Yep. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Oh, I forgot to also mention. Ham. One way, you know how the, the little Greek goblins come up from the ground to to mess with you? Boy, do I. Um, one thing you can do to make sure they don't get you is you put a colander on your porch. Oh. Because one thing that they have is this uh, strange fascination with counting. So they'll just sit there and count all the holes in the colander, and they won't even bother you. What? Yeah. Wait, first, <laughs> did colanders even exist back then? They're, they, yeah, they'll compulsively count the holes until the break of dawn. You know, I just got a new colander for the new apartment. You got to put it on the outside of the apartment. I don't want to get rid of it. I you have got to. It. You got to. Yes, I do. You got to. Oh, also, this uh, Christmas Day birth curse was also... Christmas Day Birth Curse is also <laughs> Christmas Day our Birth new Curse favorite band. Uh, also Polish. Yeah, right. Obviously, gotta be. Um, <laughs> sounds Polish. Gotta be right. Uh, despite ritual steps taken to break the curse, there's like almost no way you can. Uh, there's some in some. Sometimes you can like wrap the baby in garlic. Which sometimes would help. Another thing you can do. Yeah, and then you roast it. Mmm, cover it in mayonnaise Mm, and roast it. Uh, You can also singe the toenails. (gasps) To me, this is like, okay, so you're, it's kind of like cauterizing 
the fucking werewolf town. So it doesn't turn into like a hoove? Yeah. Oh. Kind of like when I had to get that ingrown toenail surgery. Look, we've all had to get, like, a scalpel to the big toe. It's really bad. And then they put, like, America's biggest piece of cotton on it. And Horrible. And like, what the fuck shoe do Horrible. I wear with this? You know what's the worst thing is when they do the the injections, though. Oh, Yeah. God, it's awful. Also, the milk, uh, the Don't milking of the foot. start. Yeah, I did say that I would tell you guys about that. At some point, listeners, but Wait, I honestly before, don't know if we can. Before we move on, did you tell the listeners about your Thanksgiving? No. The rock story? I'll close with that. Okay. I'll, that'll be the thing at the very end of the episode. Yes, that'll we'll, be our little yeah, send off. I did promise them that as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, it's basically like if you send your child will be born on Christmas Day and be a werewolf. Wow. Um, so... According to the 15th century Swedish traveler, diplomat, writer, and cleric, Oleus Magnus. Oh, that would be nice. Werewolves had a party on Christmas <gasps> night and then on. issued forth, quote, rage with wondrous ferocity against human beings. For when a human habitation had been detected by them, isolated in the woods, they besiege it with atrocity, striving to break in the doors. And in the event of doing so, they devour all the human beings and every animal which is found within. Rock and roll. Fucking metal. I really, really like it. In uh, (laughs) Baltic regions, this this one's also kind of really, really scary to picture. At Christmas... A boy with a with la- a, a, a boy lame of legs, so no. just a the like a hobbling tiny boy goes round the country summoning the devil's followers. Can you imagine like it is I come did it, yeah, like, follow it. limping away. <laughs> yeah. Like, a little t- an evil tiny Tim <laughs> who are countless, lots oh, of them. All right. They all go to a general a general conclave. Anybody who remains behind or just goes reluctantly even. What? Is scourged by another with an iron whip, so oh, they get whipped. So you just have to pretend that you're into it. Yes, great. The human form vanishes, and the whole multitude of them become wolves. This is not even the only occasion of like mass werewolf transformation that I could find more, but I'm not going to get into it. I, oh my God. I think I need to go into like mass werewolf transformation at wow. a different time because I truly will just like yeah, I'll never stop. What do you think the like? event that's that inspired the first person to write this down was like they must have seen something and been like holy fuck that was just like a thousand i don't even know uh, there's a there's this uh there's another thing where werewolves see there's this like painting this very very old painting um it's predates the 15th century those are a bunch of werewolves hanging out on a wall they they're just like standing they're like on a wall. Teens having fun. Yeah, they're doing that because another Christmas trick that they like to do is yeah. who can jump over the wall <gasps> as like a fun werewolf game. That sounds so fun. I hope they talk about this in We're Wolves. Oh, I hope that they do. Yeah. You know I need that to happen. Mm-hmm. So this, this uh, game that they used to play at the wall, it took place at like a certain castle, but yeah. nobody really knows which castle. Uh, and then whoever didn't leap over the wall, the wall was eaten. Oh, fuck. Yeah. If you didn't make it, they'd leap back over and they'd, they'd eat that one. Oh, the no. weakest of the pack. Yes. It's not that fun anymore. Yeah. It is, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. Wolfy wolf. It's definitely sad. Um, okay. Let me, let me get back into this wolf stuff. Please do. One sec as I just find my, my plissy place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. 
So another way to become a werewolf, obviously, if, if listeners, if you're really into wolves, you can go back to last last Halloween. So Halloween 2017, I covered mm-hmm. werewolves. And I talked about werewolf curses. I talked about the very first first werewolf, Peter, the werewolf. <laughs> um, you know, a hex. A lot of the time, too, a priest or a holy person could curse you to be a werewolf if they think that you're some kind of a, a sinner to punish you. It's just like, why would you want to create that? I don't even know. It seems like you're punishing it's other people. yeah. Yeah. It, 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 if, if anything, it's fun for me now that I'm a werewolf. Yeah, it's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Here I you go. can also become a werewolf by failing to uh, attend annual confession at Easter or Crimbus. Well, wow, then I'm a werewolf. A um, hundred times over. trillion times over. A lupine curse is upon me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 14th century, Normandy... Uh, an excommunicated person would certainly become a werewolf between Christmas and Candlemas, which is basically during Advent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sinner could be redeemed or doomed to belong to the devil and run as a wolf forever, which seems okay. more fun to me. <laughs> It'd be fun. Two, like super extremes. Like, yeah. And if right. you're somehow... Oh, just curse around with the devil. Yeah, exactly. In Finland, there's like a caveat of this, which is even if you are redeemed... You're gonna have a wolf tail for life. Oh, <laughs> which I like. Bad. That's kind of fun. No, to me, that's built fun. built-in cosplay. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. It's fun. That Maybe bad. that's just because you know that my thing is like the Steampunk. fox from Robin Hood. So I'm I'm into it, dude. I mean, okay. I'm not ashamed. Uh, let me just say this, and then I don't want to talk about okay. that anymore. Okay. A wolf tail and a fox tail are not the same. Yeah, they're definitely not. Especially One's a like a wolf one would probably be like pretty skin heavy. You know, less fuzzy and more. No, I I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty fuzzy. But to put it in terms you'd understand, like I think it'd be like seventy percent meat, dude. <laughs> I think that it would be maybe as much as ninety percent meat because I think it would be like mangy. Mm. I think it would be like a long meat. I don't know, like man. A, like I feel a, like um, one of those XL Slim Jims. No. Yeah. No, it's not like a, a large rat tail. I don't know. I think that werewolves traditionally like. Like an American werewolf in London? Like, I don't think they're dense of hair. Let me see this. I don't know, man. I think I disagree. I think that especially... I, I, I think you wear your tail like you would in life. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, you can be a, a well-groomed werewolf, ample of tail. I hate that I said this. <laughs> <laughs> ample of tail. Abundant of tail. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't, not I don't like that, that at all. Um, okay, cool. In Romania. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Okay, I'm I'm backstepping. It's in Romania where if you if you fuck on Christmas and you and you get conceived. Oh, word. If you both fuck and get conceived on Christmas, then you're certainly a werewolf because I don't know what's happening to you. Um, so all of this to say. Werewolves and Christmas are so linked that there's almost no way to separate the two mm-hmm. at all. At all. So, uh, on the flip side, too, there's, there's some people who think that the, the sheer holiness of Christmas would make it impossible for a werewolf to, to come to life. Exist? Okay. But that's got to be just, like, Christians that think that or something. Because, like... Or just, like, real crazy evangelical, like, uh, like I don't know. People that can't, that 
just don't understand how richly steeped in, like, fucked up pagan lore this entire time of year is. Yeah, it's also, like, I don't... Is it a thing where something is so holy one day that, like, another almost unrelated thing can't happen? No. Like, why would that prevent that other, like, older, cooler thing from happening, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't get it at all. I don't get it at all. I don't get it. I also believe that good and evil can coexist. Well, that's true. Yeah, and the balance of, of time. And also because the goblins and the and the world tree exist. And oh without God. each other, would there even be but the two? I don't know what I'm saying. What? <laughs> <laughs> and never the twain uh, shall I also want to say I forget where it's from, but I was reading more Christmas stuff, and there's like, maybe it's Greenland? Mm-hmm. Where they do, um, they leave out whale meat. Ooh. Raw whale meat it's not with, Alaska. like, a, a, a side of fat Ooh. for Christmas. And then they also put, like, an entire fowl inside the body <gasps> of a seal to eat. Wow. Oh, and I have heard they, of they, that. And then they, like, buried underground yeah. for, like, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fermented. It might be Iceland. It sounds like one of them. Iceland. It's one of them. Oh, nobody lives on Greenland. What am I saying? Do people? Yeah, it's just a, It's just an ice continent. It's not a continent. I think people live there. I think people I'm live pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really getting confused about it. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I'm not gonna. I have one last thing to tell you. Please do. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anything about werewolves. Yeah, no, I think I hit it all. <laughs> I also do want to mention that there's a closer-to-home version of the Christmas werewolf. Oh, please do tell. In Louisiana, Pierre Noel... The French culture Santa Claus. I know him. Glides through the swamps and bayous in a flat bottom boat pulled by alligators in the company Shut of. Shut the fuck up. A red nosed werewolf. This is like a Creole Santa born on a. on, on like a fucking. what are they called? An airboat? Mm hmm. Pulled by Crocs? What? Yeah. Arguably the best Santa. That's. So incredible. I can't yeah. believe I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've never even seen, like, a drawing or depiction of it. He's great. Wow. Love him. That's the Santa I'm going to tell my kids about. Yeah. For sure. Rock and roll Santa. Um, I got one last fun thing to share with you that has nothing to do with werewolves. Okay. Do you know about the Tio Denada? Uncle of birth? Let me tell you about this, okay? Wait, speak up. You're never going to believe what's happening. The Tio de Nadal, also simply known as Tio. Uncle. Well, trunk or log. Huh. <laughs> Maybe what? it's Tio de Nadal. I know that because uh, it's a T-I-O, not T-E. Yeah. Uh, T-I-O is uncle in Spanish. Well, look. I know that, but also this says trunk or log. <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> and then a Tia is an aunt. Uh-huh. Uh, listen, or... Tronca log. It's a character in Catalan mythology relating to Christmas tradition, widespreading Catalonia, in some reason, uh, other regions. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is maybe your favorite thing in the world. Oh, okay. What is it? Is it a special log? Boy, is it! <laughs> it is a hollow log about thirty centimeters long. Okay. I can Recently, see it. the Tio has come to stand up on. 
two or four stick legs with a broad, painted smile across <gasps> its higher end, enhanced what? by a little red sock hat. It's just a happy log. A Berettina. Yes. Listen more. And often a three-dimensional nose. I want it. Those accessories have only been added recently, I should say. The national, the traditional appearance is just like a dead wood piece. <laughs> Beginning with the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th. Sure. One gives the Tio a little bit to eat every night and usually covers him with a blankie so it doesn't get too cold. <gasps> Stop! The story goes that in the days preceding Christmas, children must take good care of the log, keeping it warm and feeding it so that it will defecate presents on Christmas Day. That's right, Robin. This is... You feed your log so it shits a gift on you? This is a shitting log, okay? Not only that, but from the 8th to the... They they think that you're feeding this log from the 8th, and then it doesn't shit until the 25th. What are you feeding it? Just want you to think about that. Just want you to think about that. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Because it's hollow, it just plops into it? Oh, my God. On Christmas Day... Or in some households, Christmas Eve. One puts the T.O. partly in the fireplace and orders it to shit. Poop, T.O. The first part of this tradition is no longer widespread as it once was, since many modern homes just don't have a fireplace. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why. To make it poop, one beats the T.O. with the stick. No, that's your friend. While singing various T.O. de Nadal songs. Oh yeah. my god. Yep. We need to learn some Tio Dinosaur. Don't worry, I've got some lyrics right okay. here. Tradition says that before beating the Tio, oh no. all the kids have to leave the room and go to another place of the house and pray, asking for the log to deliver a lot of shit presents. <laughs> <laughs> this obviously makes the perfect no. excuse for relatives to do the trick and put the presents no. under the blankie my while the kids are praying. God. Like, please, God, please, please, please let my log poop. poop. Please let him have a giant, giant please. poop. Please. Poop for me. Poop for me. I would good, good little boy. I need the poop. Please, I fed you lard. The Tio does not drop large objects, <laughs> which is a horrible no, thing to say. Doesn't drop them. As those are considered to be brought by the three wise men. Sure. It does leave candies, <laughs> nuts, torrons. Things that you why? you don't want to eat after being they've been pooped. Yeah, why is it all food? Why is it nuts? That's like the one nuts thing that like, I'm like is poop. Yeah, I don't get it. Nuts is poop. Depending on the region of Catalonia, it may also give out dried figs, which is like also come still on. pretty close. Yeah, uh, what comes out of the tio is a communal rather than individual gift shared. Great by every everybody gets a slice of the poop. Oh my Everybody gets a slice of the God. Um, it's also we are setting up a tio here. We have this to. Probably, it's popularly called Kaga Tio Shitting Log or Poo Log. Oh my God! And there's many, many, many songs. Um, you can do a lot of different songs, but it's imperative that in in the song, one of the lyrics is "poop log" or "shit log" because that's the whole thing is to be like, you gotta "I'm beating the log, you gotta poop." poop so for me, poop for me. Yes. This is an ancient tradition, okay? Now, the song, one of the songs you can sing during this celebration goes like this. Oh, and also, don't don't beat it. Hit it softly with a stick. Oh, all right. It's kind of like burping a baby. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know? Makes more sense. Yeah. But you hit it harder, 
when you're telling it to shit. So come on. Come on, Log. Um, Also, alternatively, what you could do if the gifts are already in there is sing the song, hit it, and then put your hand right under the blankie to get the fresh present poop. Yeah. Here's one of the ways. Shit log, shit nougats, hazelnuts, and cottage cheese. What? If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log. Those are the lyrics, but in Spanish. Cottage cheese? Coming out of a log? Can you imagine Sister. willing something to shit and then it's just cottage cheese? If I saw cottage cheese come out of a log, that's like a David Lynch scene. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I'm... I'm obviously against it, but I definitely want to do it. Is it like you feed it what you want it to shit? I mean, I, I, I guess. Or, or you just feed it what logs like to eat, which is hard to know. Mm. Hard to know. Do you want to hear an, an example? Oh my God. Yes, please. Okay, listen to this. Don't poop sardines. Sardines. They're too salty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wow, no. I don't even know. What? This is my favorite thing. Oh. Cagatian is my favorite thing. My God. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, werewolves and then that. Those are my two guys today. Wow. Yeah. I really wasn't expecting it to take that turn. Yeah, well, um... It's hard to hear. It's it's hard to not hear the song. It's a really good song, I gotta say. It's catchy. Yeah. Don't poop sardines. They're too salty. I want nougat. Please poop nougats. And then it shat out a mountain of treats. A bajillion and nougats and farted. And shit it everywhere. Everyone will share that video. Don't worry. God damn it. Yeah. Wow, that's gonna be... That's, <laughs> It's I not even a ghost like a or anything of it going into my brain to be yeah. dreamed about tonight. I mean, it is kind of a ghost in a way. Mm-hmm. It, it is a kind of anthropomorphizing yeah. a, a, a log that poops. It's an abomination. Yeah, a horrible constipated log. Yeah. Wow! 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 <laughs> I feel like I can't even follow it up. You can. You got to. Oh my god! All right, I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> let me take a strong sip of La Croix. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. podcast brought to you by Coconut La Croix. La Croix. Yeah. And half chocolate orange. Half uh, chocolate I also orange. looked it up, and I think that I just ate 700 calories of chocolate orange. It's fine. It's fine. Tis the seas. Yeah. Um, okay. So, as you know, uh, or maybe you don't, I don't know, um, it's Hanukkah right now. I do know. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Happy second night of Hanukkah. Well, by the time you listen to this, it'll be... The fourth. The fourth, which is a fun one. Mm. Um, yeah, happy Hanukkah. I'm, I'm too lazy to buy the uh, accoutrement to set up at home, but I'm we celebrating the, my the biggest Hanu- the, the biggest Hanukkah, the biggest menorah in Brooklyn, just down the street at Grand Army Plaza. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Well, I'll wave hello to it when I go past. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the spirit of that, um, you know, I, I feel like we haven't really touched on too many Jewish scary things. This is amazing because I started out just Googling Hanukkah ghost. I did too, dude. Yeah. And then somehow I got right back to werewolves. <laughs> As I always will. <laughs> well, I'm sure we probably saw some of the same Hanukkah ghost results. Obviously, very I saw a golem in a dibuk. Well. And something about a goblin as well. Well. Are you kidding me? Did you find out more about the Hanukkah gremlin? No. No. Oh, okay, never mind. But wait, have we talked about a golem yet? Not really. Because that's what I did a little digging on. Hell yeah, let's do it. Because obviously we did talk about the dibuk, mm-hmm. which is maybe the most famous contemporary Jewish ghosts. We've talked about Lilith. Yeah. I mean, we've only we've only brought up golems in passing. Yeah. We've so, never really, kind of like ley lines, we've never done a deep yeah, dive. Yeah, we've never done a deep dive. Let's do it. And so, you know, uh, similar to the goblins, like, yeah, they're not exactly a ghost, but they are horrifying. Mm-hmm. So I thought it might be fun to talk about little Jewish monsters. Love it. Um, which is also what I'm going to call my, my children <laughs> someday. Yeah, little... <laughs> Um, I can't even say it. <laughs> it makes me feel weird to say. All right. The gothic horror novel Frankenstein mm. is one of the most well-known stories in which man tries to play God by attempting to manufacture a living being. Mm. I like manufacture. 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 A similar story, that of the golem, exists in Jewish folklore and legend, albeit with some obvious differences. For instance... The Frankenstein monster is popularly depicted as an amalgamation of body parts from cadavers, uh, while the golem is said to be made from clay. Sure. Um, Additionally, it was science that gave life to the Frankenstein monster, whereas the golem is said to have been given life by mystical means. So. Now, I learned a lot about this just by reading about it for fun mm-hmm. but I forget almost everything that I learned so I can't wait for this but I do know you can have them made of different uh natural elements yeah I believe so a clay is clay the one is that like I know a, yeah and I I do get the sense also that clay sometimes is like a placeholder word for like whatever material well it's also like a bible thing mm-hmm. that yeah it's like man a was made out of clay clay so, Which is, like, um, hilarious to think about because no. it's so gross. Um, so a golem, yeah, is a clay creature that has been magically brought to life. The name comes from the Hebrew word golem, which means shapeless mass or unfinished substance, something like an embryo. Uh, it's golem. Golem. Yeah. Okay. It's Yeah, it's a little different from, like, golem. Like I was saying golem. I just think right. that I'm being too... No, that's probably right. I'm, I don't think it's like it. exactly one or the other. I just know it's not pronounced exactly like Lord of the Rings. Like Gollum. Like the L-O-T-R. Yeah. Um, so, the Talmud, shout out, Talmud. Shout out. Super Jewish, the holy book. Cool. Uh, relates a tale of rabbis who grew hungry while on a journey, so they created a calf out of earth and ate it for dinner. Which Relatable. feels fucked up. But I would get hungry. Being like, can you just make a cow? Uh, yeah. Um, the Kabbalists, who are Jewish mystics, determined that the rabbis did the magical act by means of permuting language, primarily utilizing the formulas set forth in the Sefer Yitzra or Book of Creation. Cool. Haven't read it. 
Just as God speaks and creates in the Genesis story, so too can the mystic. And the word abracadabra <gasps> derives from avracadabra, Aramaic for I create as I speak. Also where Avada Kedavra came from. Yeah. And you know I don't like magicians, so. Truly. So, thus, uh, under the rarest of circumstances, a human being may imbue lifeless matter with that intangible but essential spark of life, the soul. Yep. In fact, according to the Talmudic legend, Adam of the Bible, fame, was a golem for the first 12 <laughs> hours of his existence. Makes indicating sense. Indicating that he was a body without a soul. Makes sense. Because if he was made of cl- fucking clay, right? Nothing in there yet. Mm -hmm. So the Kabbalists saw the creation of a golem as a kind of alchemical task, the accomplishment of which proved the adept's skill and knowledge of the Kabbalah. So in popular legend, um, the golem became a kind of folk hero. Cool. Which is, like, weird to think about. I like it. Like a vigilante. Kind of, but he, like, goes off the wrong... He he takes it too far. Sure. Um... Tales of mystical rabbis creating life from dust abound, particularly in the early modern period, and inspired such stories as Frankenstein or The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, Sometimes the golem saves the Jewish community from persecution or death um, and is, like, seen as a hero. Cool. Uh, But other times, Jewish Mm. folktales about the golem tell what happens when things go wrong, uh, when the power of life force becomes, like, too much and has tragic results. Very similar to Frankenstein. Isn't that kind of like a, it's like a sometimes cautionary? Oh, yeah. Because a, a golem is, like, summoned for vengeance some uh, of the yeah. time? Yes. It's okay. definitely, like, you know, I, I, I do like think that. it's, like, a lesson. Cool. Um, although some some stories are just like, and then he saved the day and it was great. Nice. So it's like, well, it all cool. worked out. And then he was just like, bye. And, and went he was back like, bye, into here the I go. Yeah. <laughs> and just crumbled. Uh, Turned into a pot. So there are people who interpret stories of the golem literally and believe that it is possible to create one. In the Sefirot era, which I talked about before, there are instructions pertaining to creation of golems, and several rabbinic commentaries on the book have provided different explanations as to how they should be carried out. So, in almost every version, the first step is to make something out of clay in the sh- basic shape of a human. Cool. Um, and then there are several ways to bring it to life. In one version, a golem may be brought to life if its creator were to walk or dance around it <gasps> while saying a combination of letters from the Hebrew alphabet and the secret name of God. Oh no! But I don't who's going to get is. that for us? Like that's the secret ingredient is as it well. Like Jehovah, what the fuck is it? It's got to be one of those. I don't. I don't I'm know. too afraid to even guess. I don't know. Is no, it like Steve? I don't know the secret Aww, name of God. That'd be nice. Uh, in another version, the letters Aleph, Mem, and Tav, uh, and when those are combined, they form the word Emet, which means truth. Uh, those letters are required to be written on the golem's forehead, and that gives it life. Okay. A third way is to write the name of God, I guess just a regular name, not secret, uh, on a parchment and stick it in its arm or mouth. Oof. And then, Steph, I have some true instructions on how to make one. Thank you. That I'm going to read right now. Before you begin, you'll have to memorize a bewildering number of formulae and be able to utter tens of thousands of Hebrew phonemes and phrases in the correct order without making any mistakes. Fuck. Then you and your partners, side note, you should never create a golem by yourself. Why? I don't know. Maybe too powerful. Maybe it'll come to life and immediately kill you. Yeah, probably. Um, You gotta have an Igor. 
Uh, So you should purify yourselves and dress in clean white vestments. That makes sense. But also... I'm going to get clay all You're over that. you get clay fucking everywhere. All over that. It's going to be like an art class. Yeah, it's going to be like fourth grade Gotta all over get again. A white smock, if yeah. anything. Uh, you'll need a sufficient supply of virgin soil okay. taken from a place that's never been dug. Hard to get. Hard to get your hands on. fresh spring water that has never been poured into a vessel of any sort. Okay. After you mix the soil and water and knead it together, it's time to get to work. Cool. Taking care to breathe properly and to make the right head movements, you'll have to combine each Hebrew letter and vowel with each of the consonants of the tetragrammaton, the four-letter name of God. Yeah, oh, it's Yahweh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is Yahweh. Yahweh. I know all about this. Um, okay. Yeah, pious Jews are forbidden to pronounce out loud oops. Instead, they pronounce them as Adonai or Lord. You're not a uh, pious Jew. I'm not at all a pious Jew. <laughs> Sorry, uh, while meditating on the parts of the body. Um, I would also like to note that anytime we went on a road trip growing up, my dad would say, like, yell out random, like, God's (laughs) names and, like, saints' names to protect us, and Yahweh was always the last one. He'd be like, St. Joseph, St. Peter, and Yahweh. And Yahweh. Um, So, depending on how you combine the vowels and which sequences you use... Uh, the entire process should take between 7 and 35 hours. Oh, I'm shooting for 7. You I don't got I mean, seven. come on. I mean, it kind of sounds like labor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you are, it's a, you're, you're bringing making a, a little baby. child into this world. When you have finished the golem you have created will only be a mental image, but that doesn't mean he has to stay in your mind. Okay. You can project yourself into this mental construct and use it as a vehicle to ascend to astral realms. <gasps> or you can transfer it into the clay form that you mixed and bring it to life in the real world. That's Obviously, what I like better. That. Obviously, that's way, way, way better. Well, I have good news for you. If you don't want to create a whole man, you can create just a single limb or organ, <gasps> a useful tool in the practice of medicine. Which one would you do if you had to pick one? Probably a head so I could have a friend to talk to. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. What What I would do is I would start making like golem replacement organs so that if somebody needed a new heart, I'd be like, Well, I think that's what they're saying. It's good for people to be like, I got a heart for you. Cool. Um, So the oldest description of the creation of a golem by a historical figure is included in a tradition connected to Rabbi Eliyahu of Helm. I would assume that's a Helm uh, from the mid 1500s. A Polish Kabbalist, once again, Poland, shout out. Nice. Uh, writing in about the mid-1600s, reported the creation of a golem by this rabbi and said, And I have heard in a certain and explicit way from several respectable persons that one man living close to our time, whose name is R. Eliyahu, the master of the name, who made a creature out of matter and form, mm. and it performed hard work for him for a long period. And the name of Emmet was hanging upon his neck until he finally removed it for a certain reason. Okay. The name from his neck, and it turned to dust. Oh, so exactly like you said. Cool. Once they're done, they just crumble back into the earth. I that is mm-hmm. wicked cool. It's pretty crazy. I also like uh, being a creature of form and matter, which is basically almost what everything is. The vaguest way to say it. Yeah, it's made out of really stuff. like it. It's definitely yeah 3D. stuff, and it's a shape. 
Um, so another rabbi, Jacob Emden, elaborated on the story in a book published in 1748. He said, as an aside, I'll mention here what I heard from my father's mouth regarding the golem created by his ancestor, the Geon Ar Eliehu Baal Shem of blessed memory. When the Geon saw that the golem was growing larger and larger, he feared that the golem would destroy the universe. Whoa. Don't know how it you know, would. I got a quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like a golem when it grows larger and larger? It's just getting more full of you. Hmm. Because Maybe, so it's it like, like takes full your life of essence. you. But, like, you have plenty of you to spare because you're living. Yeah, I guess I feel like it, it maybe just... But I think because you're writing holy letters on it, maybe it's taking, like, supernatural strength. I have to wonder, though, like, where the energy is coming from or if maybe it's drawing on. Because I did think that a golem was, like, very, very attached to the feelings and emotions of the person that conjures it. Or at least the intention of of conjuring. Well, I th- I think the intention definitely. So, like, what if your hatred grows so large that well, your golem is just like twenty five feet does, tall? I think that happens. That's no. what they're saying. No, they fear that the golem would destroy the universe because it would just keep growing larger and larger. Oh. Um, he then removed the holy name that was embedded on his forehead, thus causing him to disintegrate and return to dust. Whoa. Nonetheless, while he was engaged in extracting the holy name from him, the golem injured him, <gasps> scarring him on the face. Oh my god, how? He's made of clay. He's Soft. He, if somebody throws a clay mug at you, you're gonna get hurt. I didn't know it was hard clay. I don't know. It might not be hard clay. Okay. I don't know. You could probably bake it. Mm. It would be hard to walk. Yeah. Um, according to a Polish Kabbalist, the legend was known to several persons, thus allowing us to speculate that the legend has indeed circulated for some time before being committed to writing. We may assume its origins are to be traced to the generation immediately following the death of our Eliyahu, if not earlier. Okay. So there's all these rabbis being like, no, 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 like, we swear. Like, mm. we heard it from, like, a guy who definitely knew that guy. Yeah. Um, but the classic narrative of the golem tells of how Rabbi Judah Lowe of Prague, known as the Maharal in the 1500s, created a golem to defend the Jewish community from anti-Semitic attacks. Mm. But eventually the golem grew fearsome and violent, possessing incredible strength. Wow. Eventually, Rabbi Lowe is forced to destroy it. Mm. Some versions of the legend claim that it remains in the attic of a building in Prague, ready to be reactivated if needed. What? I wonder how you can, like, if you have to take off that necklace it wears to make it disintegrate, what do you do to, like... I don't know. Just, like, press the off button. I think you could maybe make it out of not clay. Like, if you made it out of metal... Which is a thing you could do, I think. You could probably do that. I don't know why, but, like, I feel like a couple weeks ago we went over the other element that you can make one out of. I know. I feel like we did. Was it, like, stone or, like, what was it? Maybe a woven something? Wood? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe it was string? I, I really don't know. I don't know. Well, a knitted I'll, I'll one? <laughs> a yeah. knitted one would be really upsetting. Yeah, I, I don't like that, that at all. Um... Others say the golem was given a special necklace made of deer skin and decorated with mystic signs that made it invisible. I so want that, it's that like necklace. Actually, not deactivated. It's just invisible right now Ooh. and ready to be like told to become visible again at any Whoa. moment when it's needed. What if you're a, you're a golem and you're like your creator dies? Well, then I, I would think that you would die too. Maybe I would as well. Yeah, I don't know. 
Nobody has mentioned it thus far. But if you're a deactivated one and your creator dies, I guess you're off the hook. Yeah, you're probably just you. Yeah, you're just waiting for more batteries. Oh. Um, so, anyway, uh, oh yeah, in, uh, Paul Wegner's expressionist film, The Golem, from 1920, it's just, uh, depicted as a brutish, cre- brutish creature whose powers are all too easily turned to destructive ends. So, once again, very also Frankenstein-ish. Also a, a brutus creature. A brutus. In that way. Brutus. It's and a brutish. So, to end on a more fun note, there are Yiddish and Slavic versions of the folktale in which he's called the Clay Boy. Which oh my God! Clay boy. <laughs> and that combines the elements of the golem and the gingerbread man. I was gonna just say! In which a lonely run, run, couple run makes a child out of clay with disastrous or comical consequences. You can't catch me, I'm the ginger clay boy. I'm a, I'm a special little boy. <laughs> in one common Russian version, oh, an older couple it. whose children have left home makes a boy out of clay and dries him on their hearth. The clay boy comes to life. <gasps> At first, the couple is delighted and treats him like a real boy. Oh. Playboy does not stop growing and he eats all their food oh. and all their livestock and then the Playboy eats his parents. Oh my god, no. The Clayboy rampages through the village until he is smashed by a quick-thinking goat. In what? my hopeful search <laughs> to try to somehow desperately connect more gingerbread man stories to Golems, which was unsuccessful and uh, I'm, I'm surprised we even talked that. about the gingerbread man because I know that's a devastating tale. Oh my god, in a lot so of ways, dark. yeah. Um, but yeah, so there there isn't too much connecting golems to the gingerbread man, man except gingerbread men, men gingerbread men. <laughs> um, but when I was looking it up, I did read some fun uh, worldly names for gingerbread men on their Wikipedia page, <laughs> and they are Koloblock, which means ball of dough. Mm. The Little Dumpling. Oh. Johnny Cake. Oh. Pannekaken, which pannekaken. means the pancake. The Runaway Pancake. Oh. And what? Stephanie, some people call him the Big Fat Pancake. Oh, my boy. Yeah. My little dumpling fat pancake Special boy. little boy. Oh, my gingy clay boy. Yeah. I love that. I know. I really love that a golem is connected to gingerbread man. <laughs> I know. I love that it goes from like this oh. like... Really intense, like <laughs> anti-Semitic protector thing, and then just like slowly gets transmuted into like an old couple made themselves a boy, and he oh, them made up. themselves a and cookie then a boy. Goat got rid of him. A quick-thinking goat. A quick-thinking goat. Smartest goat right in the world. On his heels. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. Why did I think you needed to bury one? There's probably probably a like lot a TV show that I saw. Well, I I would guess there are probably a lot of similar totemic, um, you know, created monsters, man-created monsters out there. Like, I I don't think we've really talked about too many of them. Man-made monsters. No, we really haven't. We haven't we really talked haven't. about Frankenstein. We haven't talked about that at all. No. Or any kind of reanimation or no. even reincarnation. That's true. That much, which is a whole thing. We barely scratched the surface. Yeah, the surfy is unscratched. Unscathed. I mean, yeah, I just Ooh. can't stop talking about fucking werewolves every week. So we haven't gone over any cool stuff <laughs> at all and shitting logs the whole time. I cannot with that shitting log i know what i'm getting my dad for christmas now and it's a shitting log you have to i want you to find like a like a animatronic one yeah that you can like actually put cottage cheese in and yeah. it like is on a timer so it's gonna <laughs> shit it out on christmas yeah. <laughs> somebody's gotta be oh, 
Somebody has to make like at least a plushie. Oh my God. Like some kind of a plush one. <laughs> so gross. That okay. has like a tiny poop inside it. Ugh. I, that definitely exists. It definitely does. If it doesn't exist, you gotta you gotta Corner have it exist. Market. Also, guys, um, just before we we close out the night, uh, there is a beautiful, beautiful Viking horn on Etsy. Oh my god! With a Krampus. Wonderfully, like scrimshot into it, mm-hmm. and it is four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars, and um, if you can PayPal us, if you're wondering what to get us for Christmas, I don't think we know how to log into our PayPal, but I believe it's just that's a sphere podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and say that we don't have one, but, but we do. We do really? because we get paid from T Public on it, and we've never figured out how to access that money. Yeah, or even connect the two no. things. Uh, it's fine. But if you want to pay Palace $4,000. I will also say, if you're wondering what to get your friends and fam for a gift, head on over to the Last of Spirit podcast shop on Mm -hmm. the old Tee Publi. You can get a Radiant Boy notebook or laptop case. Perhaps the most festive gift of all. Mm -hmm. There Um, is so much to choose from. We've got a lot of fun merch, so go check it out. Yeah, and if you have any merch requests, also, like, just email us and we'll, I'll make it in Photoshop. Yeah, our wonderful friend Ryan, we have a rectangle ghost in there. Ugh, maybe the best, the Best depiction of a ghost I've ever seen. Oh my god, and Pacoy. Yeah, he's not for sale. No, he's never for sale. Um, You can't buy my husband. Before we go any further, I demand that you tell your Thanksgiving tale. Okay, I will. And like, I'm gonna have to tell my parents not to listen to this. Right. They don't even think. Marilyn, Tom, guys, tune out. You gotta not. Here's a tale for all of you, and I will say that get get real close up to the mic. I remember this for the first time last year. Like, only a couple months ago, actually, when I did something equally as embarrassing. Yeah, it was like you'd had a recovered memory. I emailed... I'm going to say a bad word right now, everybody. I emailed... You know what? A job, the word cunt in capital letters. Like a... Like, I was far along It's not in as the crazy as it sounds. ...application process. Yeah. And I was like, cunt, sent it off. Did get hired by this company. The rest, you don't need to know. But... Uh, it 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 recovered. It opened up like a Pandora's box treasure trove of horrifically embarrassing memories that I had suppressed. And this is maybe the worst one, (laughs) the worst thing. Maybe the best one, I think. Thanksgiving Day, nineteen ninety nine. I was in my own living room watching TV with all my cousins and family. And I have a big family. My mom's one of, uh, I was going to say 12, seven kids. But I do have like 12 cousins at the very least. I think it's more like 15 to 20. Um, We were all in the living room watching television. And my older cousins, now 99, I would have been 11 years old. Yeah, it was 99. Uh, No, no, no. 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Good, yeah. Oh, I know it's 99. I know everything about this now. came rushing back in a horrible wave of fury and pain. Uh, They had put on wrestling. I I think wrestling was playing on Thanksgiving that day. And I don't know if that's a thing that happens or has happened since maybe the 90s. I don't think so. I don't know if it was a pay-per-view. I don't think it was. Maybe Maybe it aired a different day, but they were playing it that day on my TV. So they were all watching it. They were, like, older and cool and liked wrestling. And I was watching it, too, and I definitely shouldn't have been. And there was this segment between bouts, I'll call them, because I don't know what they are, where um, The Rock, 
did a fun thing. He did like a fun, uh, he had a lot of pies <laughs> and he was going over the kind of pies he likes. And uh, the referee or the MC, whoever it is, was talking about these pies and the crowd was going wild. And my cousins were laughing so hard. And I was like doing that thing where you're like, ha, 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 I get it. I get like, it. I totally, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get it. I didn't get what was happening. Fast forward a couple hours to Thanksgiving dinner around a gigantic table with my whole entire family in there. Gigantic family. We got aunts and uncles, my mom and dad, everyone I know. <laughs> I'm 12 love. years old. And um, I wait until it's quiet. <laughs> I wait until it's just dead quiet. And um, it's actually after dinner. Mm-hmm. Clearing the table and we're getting dessert ready. And I say, hey, do we have any poontang pie? Because, guys, that's, uh, that's what The Rock had been talking about during that wrestling segment. And um, obviously, I ain't get the joke. No. I ain't get the joke at all. But you can imagine, after a beautiful Thanksgiving feast, just a 12-year-old being like, oh, we have a pumpkin, we got pecan, we got apple, we got plum, we got pe- Do you have any poontang pie? <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody bring any poontang pie? Did anybody bring that? <laughs> Should I whip some up really fast? Oh, my God. Whose favorite is it? I don't know. So, obviously, no one, no one answers me. No one answers oh, what me. What would they say? And um, I had never found out why until, like, five years later or however long it took me to Google what that was. Or I don't even think. I think I heard it. somebody say it. And then I was like, What? What? And then it it clicked. Now in front of all the Rock's fans, Here it is. Do you want to serve the Rock a great big piece of that poontang pie? <laughs> yep. There it is. As you can see, everyone thought it was a hilarious joke. <laughs> Out of context, even <laughs> it is still kind of funny. Even it's though very I have funny. No idea what uh, the conversation was. But seriously, it's it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Imagine saying poontang in front of your entire family. <laughs> you're, you're like 12 years old. Just imagine that happening to you, okay? And you don't know what you're saying. You just don't know what you're saying. I asked my babysitter one time what a menage a trois was. Not the same thing. I'm sorry, but same. like it's this is, it's not even like ask, like saying the word vagina. It's truly the worst thing you bad. could ask anybody. It's pretty bad. It's the worst, the worst phrase you could say on Thanksgiving Day in front of your family. Arguably, right? <laughs> it's the worst. Guys, listeners. Things that are I, worse to say than that, I don't even want to say. I can't even think of anything worse, really. For a 12-year-old girl to yell in front of her family. I mean... I, I could think of some horrible things that are worse, but then at that point you're crossing into, like, the exorcist territory where you're just yeah. screaming terrible Just things. to innocently be like, would anyone like a slice of poontang pie? so, like, there, it's, it's such a combination of, like, seriously, like, gross. Yeah. And also, like, sh- the shock I would feel hearing a child say that would be, like, <laughs> And the, like, overwhelming. deep, deep, deep shame and, like, 
so sad. Like, knowing that this person doesn't know what they're saying and then being like, she's gonna find out one day. Ugh. And bury it deep inside. And then one day when she emails the word cunt to 100 people. No. It's, she's going to remember it. It's going to come flooding back. And it'll it'll only be good <sighs> because she'll be able to share it with all of her listeners. All of her and now you all know. Now you will never forget. My tip is to look up every word you don't know before you say it out loud. Definitely, like... Don't just blindly repeat something. No, no. Even if, if it's a joke. That your cousins will think it's cool. Even if it's a joke. Like, my dad was there. Everybody was there. <laughs> Don't say a joke unless you know why it's funny. Nah. I'll say that. Nah. And, it, I mean, yeah, just just dictionary. Just dictionary it up if you don't know what a thing is before you go Give ahead it and quick use it. Lube. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know if I even have a tip after that, to be honest. Feed your log. A feeder log. Um, you know, I would say, like, if you're going to go the extra mile of asking your log to shit specific stuff out, like, aim a little higher. Like, don't ask for oh, cottage yeah. cheese. Like, first of all, if you're going to ask for food, ask for something, like, of very high quality. Ask for yeah. something that, like, you wouldn't buy for yourself but, like, is a wonderful treat to get, you know? Yeah. And then, second of all, like, why limit it to food? Arguably, the last thing I want to eat is, is like, food that comes out of a shitted log. Like, if it's going to shit, I know. shit something that I can rinse off and then yeah. use, like, a bar of gold. Jewels. Jewels. Shitting and a ruby would be the best possible outcome. That would be outcome. great. Ask your log. Ask more of your log. Ask more of your log. Ask more of your log. That's a really good... And also, don't fuck on Christmas. Well... I'm, I'm going to say, go ahead and fuck on Christmas. Look, I'm saying it just because it's the lore of the werewolf, but I'll also say it almost makes me want to do it more because I, I want a werewolf baby. You know, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just tempting fate. Yeah. And then, you know, you're probably going to be so full of ham on Christmas anyway that, like, you probably, like, can't even get pregnant because you're already pregnant with ham, you know? No. That's how it works. Anyway, we love you so much. We love you so much. And we'll see you in we hell. We will see you in hell. Goodbye. Merry Krampusnacht. Merry Krampusnacht. Bye.